my heart is open Won't you come Oh, come inside, Lord Open up your heart tonight Fill up all Every wall, every door Let it all come down I've opened, I've opened all the windows and I've thrown, I've thrown wide every door. So Heavenly Father, we sing this song from our hearts. Lord, our hearts are open. Father, we, we desire that you would come. We're reminded, Lord, when you came on earth and John saw you at the river there that day and the Holy Spirit descended. But Lord, it was different when it came on you. It, it didn't just leave, but it remained. It abided. And Lord, I think of the two on the road to Emmaus, and Lord, you were with them all day. But at the end of the day, Lord, they just ask you, come, come in, stay a while. I think of this song that was sung here just not too long ago, our brother John. Stay, won't you stay, Lord? That's our cry today. Lord, we invite you, won't you stay with us tonight? Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would just now come as we've opened our hearts in singing and worship, as we've come together, Lord. Father, for these few moments as we speak of you, we're inviting you, Lord, to come. Abide on us. Stay with us. Lord, we're inviting you. Oh, God, it's our greatest joy to walk with you. I pray your blessing now, Lord, as we've come together this service. We just want to invite you, Lord. Ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. I'll have a few things I'll say, but let's just read the scripture and then I'll let you have your seats. Mark chapter 10. If we can turn to Mark chapter 10, we'll read from verse 17. Mark 10, verse 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. And he says... Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, 
Do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Now, if you look at verse 19, it it says, do not do this, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear fault, defraud not. It was all about, as we just heard in a recent service, the law. And it was all about what you should not do. And then he did say, honor thy father and mother. Now, the young man answered these things and said, all these I've observed from my youth. Now, I want you to notice Jesus never disclaimed what he said. In other words, he did do all these things, or rather not do these things. But now Jesus looks, and he looks down, and he sees something that's hidden. And he sees something that's hidden, and he says, and first of all, he says, beholding him, he loved him. And then he said unto him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatsoever thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and he went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Amen. God bless his word. You may have your seats. Brother Jared, did you bring that up here? Where is it? I'm missing it. Just show me where it is. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Good to be home. <laughs> Amen. Good to be in your own bed. Good to be waking up in the morning and seeing your wife. Good to be around your family. Good to be in your own church. <laughs> God bless you, and thank you for your prayers. We had a brief trip, but it was a blessing. It was a blessing to the people. It was a blessing to me. Uh, we had some meetings with a number of churches uh, who really had not come together in the way they did. It was four years since COVID, and uh, like many areas, it uh, seemed to sort of create separation or at least a comfort to be separate, but God used this to bring them together and I would just say it was, uh, it was a real blessing for them. It was a real blessing for me. Brother Tito was there. He was my translator, and he did a wonderful job. He was a real blessing to the people. And he was a real encouragement, and he was admonishing the brethren. And he's, here, he's there this week yet. Uh, he just sent me a, a photo yesterday. Him and uh, Brother Ovidio had gone up into the mountain areas. There was a sister not near a church. They found a stream and a river coming down the mountainside, a little pool, and they baptized her. She desired to be baptized. So they're, they're there this week, and they'll also be traveling from Guatemala. They'll be going into El Salvador. So I would ask you this week that you'll remember Brother Tito, and uh, he is going and just encouraging also with some of the word, and uh, he speaks the language. My Spanish was not nearly as good as his, but I sure relied on him, and uh, it was, it was good to be there, and uh, lots of times they asked me a question, and I just said, no comprehende. I, I don't know. Just, it's, it's not there. So, But I, I won't do so much of a report today or Sunday. I'll, I'll just do that collectively when Brother Tito is back. But I just want to say it was a real blessing, and we really appreciate your prayers. And, and we just saw the hand of God. So um, we had finished the meetings on Sunday, and um, I was really spent. I was wiped out. I, I got back to the room. I, it was about four o'clock, and I thought, uh, I'm just going to lay down. And I woke up, and I set my alarm for five, and I thought, I'm going to watch some of, the, some of the play. And then it didn't start for a few minutes. I thought, I could have slept a few more minutes, and could have done this. <laughs> and, and, but once it started, I was awake, and I was blessed. I trust you were blessed, and I, I appreciate the message that was... was uh, portrayed the script, the songs, the words, even the message brought in, and uh, I was very proud of our youth and all that worked together, and I would just like to say I've heard a number of good reports from outside this church from others, so 
I, I believe that message will resonate. The Lord willing, we'd like to put it up and make it available uh, in some form. We'll advise you of that shortly. Probably don't want to wait too long to do that. So anyway, it's a Wednesday. The weather is warm, and I'd like to say I brought it with me, but I think it was warm before I got back, so I can't say that. And if I would claim that, it'll turn around on me somewhere else I know. So <laughs> I just wanted to say I, I had a chance to visit Brother Glenn McIntyre at the hospital yesterday, and you know how Brother Glenn is. All is well, right? Well, that confession is working out for him. The doctors, the nurses are, are just saying, we can't believe that you're up, you're sitting up, you're walking. You just had surgery, open heart surgery a couple days ago, and you're doing this, and, and they're, they're astounded, and there was just some things. So uh, he's just eager to get back in fellowship. He says, I can't stand this. He said, I want to be in fellowship. So, uh, so it, was, it was good to see Brother Glenn. We want to remember Brother Andrew Otinio. Uh, Brother Jarrett, thank you for your help with him. They're, they were part of the fires in the area near his farm, and, and we really appreciate you doing that, and, and we're helping him and also just praying for him. And uh, I also want to thank the ministering brothers that put up with me because I wasn't very clear about where I was going today and this week. So um, God bless Brother Andrew, Brother John, Brother Moses especially. I, I would like to say yesterday, I just got back from the hospital, and I thought, I'm going to swing by and come to the prayer meeting, and I got here, and I, I didn't know if I had the wherewithal just to do it, but I, I came here. Brother Moses took the prayer meeting yesterday, and I was so happy to see all the cars in the parking lot and all of you that attended, and I, I, I just said, well, God bless you. I'm, I'm going to go. I've got I've to catch up on a little rest, and I'm going to pray at home, and I... I wouldn't have lasted very long, but God bless you. I would just say more things are accomplished by prayer than we realize. So Wednesday night, let's just take a, a little thought here, and I'm, I, I will do maybe some form of carryover the, on this on Sunday, but I want to speak on the hidden potential tonight. And uh, if you think of the word of potential, and I will just say my, our young people inspired me a little bit to this. When I looked at them, I never thought that, you know, some of the young people would do what they did. <laughs> Without mentioning too many names, I never realized that we'd have a priest rise up out of this congregation. <laughs> I, I, I never realized that, that some of the sisters would do the characters they would, and some of the brothers would go this way, and some would go that way. And, and I would just say, if your jaws were, were open like mine, where I go... Where did that come from? And you could say, well, you look at the father and you look at the mother and you have to guess which side it came from. But I, I, I would just say there, that there's a hidden potential that we sometimes don't know. And so this is, this is what I'm talking about tonight. So a potential is a possibility or it could be likely. It, it, it could be probable. It could be, you know, they talk about somebody who is budding. You know, in other words, just coming out of their shell and, and you know, or something that's in the making or uh, something that's a prospective thing. So it's a potential and it's there. And, and you know, as this relates to where we're going, we're going to talk this in a spiritual sense. And I, I will relate this a little bit to the individual tonight, but I really want to come to a part of this that I'll, I'll just build up to a little bit, but it's the bride's potential. Because I, after traveling now, I, I just checked, I think, 25,000 miles in the last four or five weeks, and I thought, wow. <laughs> but I, after traveling, and I just see what the enemy is trying to do, there's a potential that will only be realized when the bride comes together. And the enemy is doing everything he can, and I am more convinced than ever I'm going to do everything to destroy that. And I'm going to do everything to promote unity and everything I can do to promote and help one another. And that will be an emphasis for me because I am tired of what the enemy is trying to do. There's far too much negativity. There's far too much, you know, this isn't right, that isn't right commentary. I think we got more in common. We got more positive than we know we do. And the enemy is just taking the focus off the right thing. There's my quick little thought about where I'm going to, but I won't get there completely tonight. So much of what we talk about many times in the message is like we related to in the scripture is 
what we need to do, what we should not do, what we have to follow, what we have to do. But often we don't focus enough on what lies ahead of us and what the pull is for us and what actually the joy associated, which I, I thought the play brought forth so wonderfully. And, and I, I want to just dwell on that a little bit. When you talk about the word potential and you take a dictionary meaning, it says having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. Now, sometimes some men's gifts are known beforehand. Some are hidden and they're brought out at the last minute. And every one of us has a potential here. And the reason we haven't gone into a rapture is because we haven't come to our full potential. So there's a body potential, but there's individual potential. And I want to just focus on that a little bit. Now, I will start with, with just a couple of things here. And I'm going to take this thought on the rich young ruler. And Brother Branham spoke a couple of messages on this. Um, you know, he would speak on the message of um, investments. He would speak on the message, come follow me. And the last message he really spoke before communion was leadership. So I, I want to just take this and I'm going to maybe just channel this a little bit one way. But as Brother Bannon would say, the reason, and this is in investments, he's saying the reason I think this morning this rich young ruler, he was a young fellow, no doubt, a fine character. He had a good home, perhaps a very religious home from the way he approached the Lord Jesus. And I would like to say, if, if we go back in the history of the message, some of our fathers and forefathers and grandfathers came out of the world, came out of all kinds of things, and they have moved the bar, the starting bar for where the next generation moves from. So many of you have grown up in a good home with good parents, and you have, have had a better start than many, many that have gone before you. In other words, and God didn't do that. And, and sometimes I think it's portrayed negatively. Well, I was raised in this home, and I'm raised in that, and I don't have a testimony. I will just say is, God saw something in you, and he placed you in that home. He placed talents in you. He gave you your mother. He gave you your father. He gave you a good church. And God is desiring to use that. And much like he did on Sunday night, I would just say, we need to focus on that. We need to look ahead to where we're going. As I'm traveling and I'm, I, 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 I'm looking in the airports and I'm looking at people and I'm, and I'm looking at different cultures and I'm watching people and it's fascinating to watch people and, and to look and, and just look at where they're coming from. And I look at some people, they hardly have a chance. You go into some little village in Africa and they'll, they'll never make it out of there unless... They realize a potential unless they're given a helping hand, unless they're given a step. They'll live in there. They'll, they'll be bottled up in there. But there's a potential. If it can happen, they can rise out of that. And I would just say, even us in this last day in Laodicea, you know, we, 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 we can look at our homes and I would just say, flip the script for a minute. What if you were raised let's just say it, in some impoverished place. And I'm not just talking naturally. Now spiritually, what if you were raised in a home where there was drug dealers as parents? What if you were raised in a home with multiple mothers and fathers and children and offspring? You, you know, you'd, you'd be fighting a lot of things and some of you have fought those things. And you've come a long ways, but what if God gave you something good? How thankful ought you to be? Thank your God that he's placed me in a good home. Thank God that he saw something. And I would just say, you know, let's not look back and say, well, I've got to be like this. You're here for a purpose, and God has something for you. And God wants you to be something. So, so there's a hidden potential that we don't know sometimes. You know, we, we, we can look and say, <coughs> we had a young man in the assembly, which is a young family, comprised of two redheads and a blonde. You figure out who it is in a minute. But anyway, the two redheads were two young men. And they grew up in an era when Brother Harold was the pastor in the church. And they would come home and they would play church. 
And, and you know, the mother heard that one of the boys just start screaming and ranting and raving and said, what's going on? Well, I'm just preaching. And he was just following what the preacher of the day did. And, and preachers can raise their voice and can do all those things and such. But that young man, he started that way. Now, you know, they had the upbringing to know that, you know, one of them could be a song leader. One of them could be the minister, and maybe they switched places. They had enough sense to know that the sister could never elevate to those things. And, and so now here they are today, and one of those young men just led songs tonight. And he, one of those young men ministers for us. And we're seeing him grow into his potential. He is getting an invite to go and minister at other churches. And, and, he, and God is using him. We see God blessing him. But to realize that potential, you couldn't just rest on your laurels and say, I was born in a good home. It's going to happen. No, you've got to give yourself to it. And you've got to allow God to work with you. And you've got to allow these things to come forward. So this rich young man... He, 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 young ruler, he had a, a good home. Brother Ram said, a, perhaps a religious home. And, and, and he would tell, you know, the Lord, I've kept all these commandments. And yet this man saw something. Now, Jesus saw something with him. And he must have seen a potential with this young man. He says, because beholding him, he loved him. He must have been a kind sort of character. He must have had a nice character. Uh, a, a nice character, and his approach was dignified. So he, and he was a businessman, he was a ruler. And, 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 he, and he said he, he had a lot of good qualities that Jesus took notice of. And on the other side, so as, as much as Jesus noticed, this young man also knew that Jesus, there was something about him, and there was something different about him. And maybe what was driving him was something he didn't know, but it was a hunger from the soul, and he realized, he's got something I need, and he was driven to him, and maybe by taking the religious pretense, I've kept all these things, and maybe he was looking for an affirmation, and maybe he was looking, God bless you, you're doing good, just keep going. And maybe he was looking for that, but he never realized where that, that hand would go down into the recesses of his soul. So, so there must have been something about Jesus that attracted his attention. Something different than he had seen in the synagogue. There was something about him. And now what, what he didn't notice was this coming together was actually the potential for something to happen. And, 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 and now we can talk you know, even in the worldly sense, they talk about some young sports star. They talk about some young, uh, maybe teen idol, some young person that grows up and they're tragically killed and they say, oh, what a loss. Could have been such a great star. Could have been this. You know, in, in the era I grew up, it was, uh, it was James Dean or it was you know, Buddy Holly or somebody like that, some budding music star, and they, and they bemoan it to this day, and they, they have characterizations. Oh, just think over in heaven what a band they've got, and they got Elvis there, and they got Marilyn Monroe there, and they got these other stars. They're not in heaven. They're in hell. They, they had a chance, and Brother Man says, every man has a chance. Every woman has a chance. <coughs> but they, they talk about the potential that they had and what a loss it was. Now, that's a worldly loss. But what about the heavenly loss? If we don't realize where we stand, and as, as that play so, so brought it to a place, is, this is the hour, this is the time, you have a decision. You can go this way. You can look this way. You can look back and say, yeah, I've got this. And I, you can look ahead in the future and you think, I I'm going to lose everything. Yeah, I'm going to lose everything. But I'm also going to gain everything. Yeah. Now, the devil will point you to all the losses. Yeah. But what you've got to be able to see is beyond that. So this young man, he would look at it and, and he had been loyal. He'd done that. And now he comes to a place it's funny, in this very quote, these are the, 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 the part that came up, and he says, now, the law has no life in it. Sorry, Brother Max, it just doesn't do you any good. 
The law, pardon me, is only a policeman that points to your sins, but it has no grace to pardon you. It only points you and tells you that you're a sinner. And I'd say, that has been so twisted and brought into Christianity. It's just a form. And as intellectual beings, we can present this to the world. And, and that's quite often what we present. Well, what do I got to do to be a Christian? Well, you start by cutting your hair if you're a man, have a right haircut, start by paying your tithes, start by doing all of these things. But really, the start is inside. And, and I will tell you, if, if you catch a vision of where the Lord is taking you, that will take you further than all the outside is going. And I would say, even if you're in the journey for a while, this isn't just at the start of salvation. This is after you come up. Maybe you're at a level of sanctification. Maybe you are at a level of the Holy Ghost. But there's still an adoption. And there's more that God has for us. I, 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 will, I, will, I will be honest and say, I believe God has more for me. I believe God has more for you. I believe he has more for this church. I believe we don't, shouldn't sit stagnant. I think we ought to just say, Lord, you've got something for us. What do you have for us? Let us move towards it. <coughs> at, at the beginning of the year and maybe at the end of last year, as we gathered together as brothers, we started talking and praying towards where we would go, even in regards to missions. And, and I would say, as a result of those prayers and, and seeking God, we're seeing some of that come to fulfill. There was a brother in one of the meetings. He was so discouraged. He'd met so much opposition. And it's not just outside the message, it's inside the message. And he was so discouraged. And after the first service, he's a minister. And he's just saying, I, I, what's the use anymore? After the first service, he had to repent and say, oh God, forgive me. And God used it. And the man just, he came and, and, and at the end of the meetings, he was just ready to go. Friends, there's something that happens when we come together, when we realize there's something ahead of us and the devil's throwing every obstacle in front of us to block that off. I'll say that's a good sign. There's something ahead of us. There is something we can't see with our eyes, but God wants to bring you to it. And I thank the Lord that that is real. So, he, as, as Brother Brandon would say here, now, we can't see past the curtain. We don't know what's beyond, where it came from, what's got to return someday. Everybody wants to know what's over there. And, and yet sometimes, God doesn't show us, but he just wants to, us to take a step. And, and, and it's a step by faith. And sometimes we can't see it. But we take the step, and maybe we don't even see it after a while, and, we, and we're kind of like walking on thin ice. Where am I at? And all of a sudden, one day, you look back and say, oh, thank the Lord I was able to take that step. Thank the Lord I was able to move to that. Now, Brother Adam would say, you know, he'll say this to the church. Uh, he'll say, we have opportunities in this age that Paul never had. Now think about this for a minute. The great, we have opportunity. What's an opportunity? It's something that's waiting for you, but you've got to come to it. You can't just sit there and look, wow, this is a great opportunity, look at this. And yet sit back there, sit back there, sit back there. I think we need to step into the water. It's an opportunity. We have opportunities that other ages haven't had. Brother Adam would call it, untapped potentials, or untapped resources, sorry. Untapped resources. And, and, and I, 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 I just, I just been thinking on this, and as I'm traveling, I'm, I'm, I'm in one of the airports, and, and I, I don't know, they, I mean, you have to take off your belt, your shoes, your, everything is out. You're, you go through a scanner. And, and I think I had one little zipper on, on the plane. And they, they had to check the zipper to see. And I'm going like, whoa, like, do I look like some kind of criminal? And, and uh, you know, and everything. And I had to go through all these things. And then I, I'm, I'm going and, and, and they scan your passport. So now you go to hand your passport. Well, I didn't have to hand it. Step in front of the screen. The screen takes your picture has facial identification that, yep, you're in seat 28D, go in. They don't even look at you anymore. 
the, the technology is there to imprint your face. Now, now this is science. Friends, 150 years ago, we had nothing like this. 20 years ago, when I went, 30 years, when I went to Africa, there was no cell phones. I was gone for two weeks. I called my wife twice, once a week. And, and that was all I had. And I had to do it when I hit a landline, and I had to watch what I do. Now you can just get on the phone, and you can WhatsApp, you can, you can video, you can, you know, and it's, it's all there. Well, it was always there. But science has brought us into it. And Brother Banner makes a statement, man has gone farther with the tree of knowledge than we have gone with the tree of life. And I say, what ought that to do to us? Oh, friends, why do we sit back? Why do we wait? In the days of the voice, the mystery should be finished. Now, it, it is finished, but it doesn't mean the day it happened. It means it's a walk. It means you've got to step into it. You've got to go day by day. You've got to realize, I'm a part of this plan. It's not just a prophet. I'm a part. <laughs> I, I, I just marvel at technology that's, you know, everybody's got a phone. You're in, you're in the middle of a village in Africa, and, you know, they don't hardly have a car or automobile, but they got all got a phone. And I mean, I'm, I'm in one part of Uganda, and I'm, I'm, I'm just getting ready to preach, and all of a sudden, there's an array of like six or seven phones, and they're recording the message, and the next day, it's across the country. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's science. But what about the Word of God? What about the revelation of God? What about the potential that we have? Yeah, and I'm not just talking about, you know, science and all of that, and and, and what the church can do, but what about your own potential? Yeah. And here's this, this young man, and Brother Bannon would say, what an opportunity. And, 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 and this is in the message, come follow me. He says, see, the kid had been trained and brought upright, been presented to Christ to use in him all the potentials he had, probably educated, young, rich influence, what, and yet he turned it down. What a rash thing that was for that boy. See, there's a hidden line that we don't see sometimes. Follow me. All he had to do was follow someone. He had to either follow the influence of the people he was associated, the influence of some lady, the influence of a gang of boys, his colleagues in school. There's a part of this I, I, I want to save till I hit Sunday, but in all of his goodness, yet he knew he didn't have eternal life. Now look at that boy tonight, what he could have been, what he could have been. I want you to just, this is a picture we all know very well. This is Hoffman's head of Christ. And we focus on Christ, and we look at those eyes. I, I've, I've looked at this hundreds of thousands of times. It's back in our office, except for right now it's, it's here. I've got it at home. I look at that picture, and you focus in on Christ. And now, now just think about, here he is in the middle of all of this. This is, this is a picture. But did you know that this is part of a greater picture? I, I, I wish I had a picture big enough to, to show it, but it's actually part of this picture. There's the same head. Now you focus in on that. But what's happening outside that picture? Over here, there's Lazarus, who's maybe dying, given his life. He goes beyond the curtain, poor, didn't have much. Here's a rich young man. He's presented with an option, sell everything. And look, there's a struggle that's going on there right now. Now, who's at the center of this? It's Christ. But who's on this side? And now you have to say, we've all had to come to that place. And we don't come to it just once. We may come to it at the beginning of our journey. But as we move in the journey, we've got to come to it at different junctions. And we've got to say, now, do I remain here or do I move on? Because we have been called not just to salvation. We are living in the age of adoption. 
We are living in the age when God and all that have gone in the ground before us are awaiting for something to manifest in our lives. Friends, it is the season we have been born into. It is not that, that we are trying to make ourselves more. We can't help but that, you know, the, the, the message of the hour will produce the fruits of the hour. And, and what we believe, the faith we attribute, it has to bring forth a church. It has to bring forth a bride. It has to bring forth a people that will not be like other people before. There's a potential for every one of us. And it, we won't realize it by just hanging back. But I think if God has called you, you know, if, you've been, if you're, you're called to a job, you know, you're going to go to your job the first day. Whatever you are, a sister uh, in a sewing factory or paperwork, data entry, a brother in the, on a laboring in the field. You know, you go, you show up, I'm here. Okay, just go on. Well, if you don't know what to do, you ask someone. What, what's expected of me? What, what do you desire of me? And, and we need to come to the Lord and say, Lord, you put me here for a purpose. Every part of the body adds to the body. Every part supplies. Every part gives something. And I feel like, you know, I, I believe it's on the horizon. Because the enemy has battled us too long. And I, I would say sometimes we've done the enemy's work for him. Sometimes we've allowed differences to major. I, I would like to turn that around and say, how can I make those around me better? And I'm not just talking from the pulpit. I'm talking in my daily walk, in everything I do. How can I make a difference? We all like to talk about, you know, Wayne Gretzky or Connor McDavid. You know, what a great player they are. But, but one of the greatest tributes they gave to Wayne Gretzky was he made everybody on the ice around him better. In other words, it wasn't all about him. He was connecting pieces. He was seeing things. I think we ought to look a little bit and say, how can I make a difference? What is the potential that we still have resident within us? Now, Brother Bannon will say, he's talking about this. <coughs> look at that boy tonight. What he could have been, what he is, he is somewhere. He's somewhere. And he's got to look back to what happened on that day. And, and I would say, we all have a day like that. We all have days, like I said, other days. But I said, he's waiting to face judgment. He turned down some opportunity that is presented to you kids almost under the same circumstances. Fine kids, good personality, fine fathers and mothers, what, he says, what you have didn't even have to work lest you wanted to. But there's something that goes with it. That word tonight never dies. It's a challenge to every young man, every young woman. It, it comes to us. I, I pray that even those that aren't here, I say, Lord, may that grace just extend. May it go farther than it's ever gone before. Now, Brother Bannon will take this and he'll, he'll talk because the world, as I said, will take your gift and they will want to use it for themselves. And the greatest example we had was Elvis Presley, who Brother Bannon said, was there, nobody could sing like him. But he sold his gift out for a fleet of Cadillacs. And he he sang gospel songs, and, and Brother Bannon wouldn't even want to listen to him. Like, how great thou art. And, and he says, because of what that man represented. He would sing a gospel song like that, and then he'd go and, and sing rock and roll and dance around the stage and influenced a generation, sent many, many to hell, influenced many generations beyond him. The Beatles were influenced by him. And, 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 it, and it goes on to this day. So he says there's a gift that you're given, a talent you possess, and he says, the world will want to use it. Now, it's a potential. Influence. A man that's got a position, that's a hard thing. You, this man had a position. 
He had associates. He had different things. And he says, a teenage girl that's pretty, that's a hard thing. It's hard for the teenage boy that's popular in school or a star in basketball. Now, we could add hockey. We could add anything to that. Oh, young fellow, how God could use you if you'd let him. Young girl, you and your fine, pretty little queenish looks that God gave you. Don't use that influence to the kingdom of God, to what God gave to you for that virtue of womanhood. Use it the way that you, you're bound to come out right, but any other way, you've got to fail. You're going to be a total failure. God made you. Nobody can take your place. Nobody can fill your place. You must be that way. So, so there is a place that, that, that God has for every one of us, and, and we ought to just be able to recognize it. So now, now, quite often, you know, we don't look ahead. We don't see it. You know, even, even a young couple... That, that comes to marriage, you know, uh, let's be honest, they're, they're more enamored with one another. They're not thinking about, you know, 20 years down the road. Okay, well, I didn't. <laughs> maybe you all did, I'm sorry. I, maybe, but I'm just saying, you're, quite an, you're, you're caught up with things. You don't see those things. You know, you got hopes and expectations and, and things, but, you know, I think, it was in the message, I think Brother M said, um, oh, anyway, he says, you got to think, he says, that those clean walls in your house will one day have little fingers running through, you know, and you know, I think it was somebody had a, had a house and the walls were painted nicely, and, and, and you look down in a certain light and you could see like this little line all the way through, and that was where... The kids would run from the breakfast table to the washroom, grabbing and holding onto the walls as they made it to the washroom. <laughs> so it happens. Okay, come on, loosen up here. I'm, I, I know you don't admit that it was your kid that could do that, but mine certainly did. You know what? And, and so we don't see those things. It's hidden. We don't recognize the potentials. And, and, and so Brother Man would say, you know, and, and really... Sometimes the potentials, other people will see it first before you yourself see it if you're the one that's there. You know, I, I, I got two boys. I'm not going to tell you which one this was, but one of the boys, um, yeah, he was just a couple years old, and he'd come up to the deacons, and he'd come in there the first day, and, and, uh, and he got some new clothes, and they're Oshkosh label clothes, and they have that little label underneath the the hand, hand there. So he comes to shake hands with the deacon and he goes, <laughs> just to show them. And then, you know, it didn't stop there. He got new shoes. So, you know, as the deacon go, oh, okay. And then he, shoes, you know. And, and the deacon said, hey, that guy's got character. And, uh, you know, he still does. And I'm not going to say who it is, but we all know who it is. I know who he is anyway. But, but there was a potential that was there and it was evident, it was recognized and, and it came out. Now, that's a natural potential. But beyond that, sometimes sitting in the church, little did Brother Harold know that there was a 12-year-old boy sitting in the corner of his living room falling asleep that would follow in his footsteps one day. But I didn't know that was there. But God knew that was there. Now, I, I, I want you to be able to think now, in this room right now, sometimes among young people, and listen, I, I, I hate to say this, but there's probably more potential in a 12 or a 16-year-old than there is in a 70-year-old. So if you're on that side, you still got some shelf life. Don't worry. But you probably have realized most of your potential. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, 65, 63, whatever it is. Like, you know, whatever age. But I'm just saying the older you get, you know, you got less potential behind you. But I say we're also in a season you know, you would have looked at Abraham and Sarah one time and said, 99 years old, or 90 years old and 100 years old, what kind of potential is there in that? But there was resurrection power. And I'd say, we're also under that potential. So there is a spiritual potential that you cannot outdo, and it's going to bring the young and the old together one day. So, so we have to look a little bit beyond that. Now... <coughs> I want to just, just, just take a, a couple of things, and I, 
where are we at? Okay, I'm not going to be able to go completely where I want it to go, but Brother Bannon would talk a little bit about Moses, and he, and he says, Moses, you know, he, he was raised right, he had the right thing, but until he met that light, he never realized his potential. And, and so I will say it's not just a natural potential we're building, but it will never come together unless you meet Christ. And it has to be a continual indwelling. It, it, it's not enough to say, okay, I met him and now I'm going to do it all on my own. No, it's continual. He continually works with you. Sometimes he works with you, he labors with you. He can work with you for 20 years just to use you for one moment. He can work with you continually. He can do whatever, but it's a wonderful thing to be in his hands and to be used in the end of it how he wants. Now he just says this, Moses, you know, here he was in Israel, but here was Pharaoh, and, and, and Pharaoh looked out the window and he saw nothing but half-dressed people with lashes of whips on their back. No way at all they could ever be delivered. But Moses knew the word of God and he looked on them as a promised people. He looked upon as a people that had promise. Now, we have a promise. It really isn't in my notes today, but I will just say it right now. We look at Brother Branham and we think, wow, that, that's the prophet, that's, that's him. But a part of Brother Branham within him was also God waving a sheaf over the people. And waving the sheaf over the people was this is one who had come to maturity. Now, I don't want you to look at just the prophetic gift, but look at the character. Look at the love that was projected. Look at the maturity with how he handled things. Look at the restraint. Look at all of these things. That was Christ showing himself in a vessel. Now, that vessel was waved over the people. In other words, it was waved because that same potential is in the rest of the field. So we don't need to say, well, that's up there. I'm always going to be down here. No, we need to come up a little higher. We need to say, Lord, let me realize my potential. Make me a little kinder. Take away more of Ed Hammermeister. Put more of God in. Who said amen to that? <laughs> we all got to put our name in. Thank you, Sister Susan. <laughs> it's the truth, anyhow. And, and so here's Moses. He's Pharaoh. He's looking out. He doesn't see that. But Moses knew the word of God, and he saw a promised people. And no matter how much they looked to the world, there was a promise in them. I'm, I'm, I'm going through an airport and you're meeting people and you see dignitaries and you see all these things and you know, you're talking with them and then you go and, and you're meeting little lowly brothers and sisters. I, I couldn't be more privileged. I, I, I had to, we, we finished a meeting and they, they had us in, Brother Paddington and his wife and we finished the meetings and, and you know, sometimes you're cautious about eating in a home but it was an honor for me to sit in his home. And I sit in that brother's home. There's a brother who's labored. He's done things. His reward will be so great in heaven. And it was an honor for me to sit in his home. And he was, he was almost heartbroken that I would come to the country and wouldn't have had a meeting with him. And, 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 and yet he was so grateful and so thankful. And, and I, I would say, these are the greatest people on the face of the earth. And I will say, I'm privileged to be part of the greatest people on the face of the earth here too. So Pharaoh looked out of the window. He saw slaves. Moses saw victory. Why? Because he focused himself from being a prince, an heir of Egypt. He focused away from the lust of the world. He focused from the beauty and power and that he had within his own potentials to receive. Now, Moses could have been a great man in the kingdom of, of Egypt, but he had to humble himself to lose all of that. And he lost all of that. He focused in. He knew that God promised Abraham he would visit his people. And he knew he was raised within that. And he focused everything out. I've determined more. that, I, that I, I, There are so many voices that are out there. I, I just want to hear God's voice. I, I'm, I'm sitting in a plane. And you can't help it sometimes. But every plane seat has a monitor in front of it. 
and you have a list of the latest Hollywood hits, and you can look at all of them. I, I, don't even give me the earplug. I actually did take the earplug, and I watched nature videos on elephants and lions and tigers, but I, I can't help it. I'm looking up, and there's a person in front of me. It was so demonic what they were feeding on. And I, I'm just going, look at what, what the world is moving into. I, I, I just looked... It, it is developing something in them that's going to manifest somewhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's borderline insanity. I, I, I couldn't take it. I was so grieved. I mean, I, I just had to close my eyes and like, I don't even want to see what's going on. It, it is so disgusting. And then I just am so grateful I could, I, I'd listen to a message and I'd put on Spotify and I'd, oh, and I put my head, and it was just wonderful. And I thought, I'm so blessed. And, and I, you know, there was a time I would have chased that, but thank God he made a difference. And, 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 and I can look at what I'm looking at today. And I can keep my spirit clean, and I don't have to see all those things. And, and, and we, we see enough of it that we feel filthy and dirty, but, oh, we can come back to a fountain that's full of cleansing. You're not gonna, we're not going to realize our potential if we're out there. <coughs> so he says... Moses saw the victory because he focused himself. Pharaoh did not have this potential. And it says, now, no man, after he's turned down the word of God, can ever focus himself. Moses looked out. Moses looked by faith. Now listen to this. He said, faith is designed to see what God wills and wants. There's no knowledge that can do it. Faith alone is designed to find out what the will of God is. You've got to take your faith that you got. If it doesn't focus with the word, leave it alone. You got the wrong faith. But when your God-given faith focuses with the word of God, it gets zeroed in. Now, I, I just want you to think about this for a minute. And, and I'll just maybe have you turn to a scripture. But this is in, in, uh, in, in uh, Philippians chapter 3. And this is Paul because Paul... I want you just to think for a moment what it cost Paul to make the steps that he did. <coughs> Paul, this is Philippians chapter 3. Let's just read from verse 4. And I want you just to think about it because it's just in the same line. Paul says, Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I the more. Now look, look at his credentials. Circumcised the eighth day. Of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless, concerning all of these things. Look at him. And, and, and this is everything he had. And when everybody, when all the disciples were scared of him, God saw something in him. And he says, and now look at what it cost Paul. What things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. I, I wish I could put a, a, a picture up of a museum. Maybe I'll do this. But I'd, I'd like you just to walk through this museum with me. And I, I'd like you to look at some of the things that are in this museum that are remnants of turning points in the, in the lives of people. I, 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 maybe I'll do that. I'll just save that. But I, 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 I got a, when we went up to the memorial and the funeral for Sister Helen Bablitz, and we were working on it, and I was privileged to get a Bible of, of Brother Don's. And it's a Schofield Bible, and it's kind of pages coming out, and I treasured it. And I'll even take it sometimes, and I'll go downstairs, and I'll pray with it, because that's how he did it. And I, and I look at if this Bible could tell a story of, of the tears and the weeping and the things that were there to make the decisions that were made. Friends, if we would go back in our lives and we could look and say, I remember I came up, it was a hard thing. And I had all these friends and I had all these associates. But I, I couldn't go that way anymore. I had to turn. And it wasn't easy. And there was a cost associated with it. But oh, there was also a potential. Yeah. 
There was also a joy. There was also something realized. And, and, and you know, a few years, a few months even down the road, and, and friends are asking you, they can't see what you're doing. What in the world is wrong with you? And, and, and you'd say, oh, I come before his throne, and, and I just weep before it, and oh, the joy when I'm in the garden with him. Friends, I, 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 I trust that somewhere God lets us see back in life's journey, all these little places, all these little steps. What, what, what did it cost Saul? What did it cost Moses? What did it cost Brother Branham? What did it cost some of you? And I say, what will it cost us yet? But look, look at this. And I would say, somehow, when, when God comes so real, you're not focused on what I gotta do, but Oh, it's so real, and, 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 and yet outwardly it's pain, it's grievous, but oh, there's something real in it. And it says, and Paul says, yeah, I counted it all as a loss for Christ. Uh, doubtless I count all these things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ for my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. This young man, he, he had that opportunity too. Just, just think about what he could have had. How he could have been used for the kingdom of God. And he says, I, I, I have suffered all things. And he says, and he didn't bemoan and say, oh, woe is me. He said, no, I count them but dung, that I may have Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. I, I, I Brother John just preached the a couple Wednesdays back, I so appreciated the thoughts there, and it got me thinking, and I thought, God bless Brother John. And I thought, God bless other young men in this church, and other young sisters. Because in this church right now, there could be future ministers. There could be future ministers' wives. There could be deacons. There could be songwriters. There could be singers. There could be something that is used of God. Oh, friends, what potential is here? Don't let me hold you back. I want to encourage you. You got something you want to bring. Bring it to the Lord. <coughs> Start by doing something. Some little thing. Paul would just go on and say, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, that I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Now he makes this notable statement. Now I have not already attained... But he says that neither am I already perfect, but I am following that I may be apprehended of the Lord Jesus. I don't count myself to get there. I forget all the things that are behind. If you ever do something for the Lord and, and you get some applause, just leave it and go on with it. And if somebody ever criticizes you, do the same thing. Just leave it and just keep going on. I press towards the mark of the prize. We don't even know what lies ahead sometimes. There was a moment in one of the meetings, and I was just sharing how Brother Branham, how he's beyond the curtain of time, and, and I was just saying that here he was there, and he met a sister that had been 90 years old, and he'd led her to the Lord, and he go, and then this cry came forth, and it said, if you wouldn't have come, we wouldn't be here. Now, now that's the messenger to an age. But what about the school that you live in? If you wouldn't have lived a life, what about the job you're in? What about the community you're in? What about the church and the young? If you wouldn't have done what you did, we, somebody might not be there. I, I, I just want to encourage you. Let's press in. Let's, let's not just sit back. Let's, let's move forward. Is this all right for a Wednesday? Maybe you didn't expect this for a Wednesday. And he, and he would say, you know, Paul would just talk and then he would also say, and at the same moment, he has, he's weeping. And he says, not everybody's walking by the same. He says, there's some that have become enemies of the cross, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame. They mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, which we look for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 14, just quickly. This is a, another principle that the Lord tells us, and he, and he just would share with us in 
Luke chapter 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Paul died daily. I, I, don't, I, I didn't mean this to come as, as a chastening type thing, but I just say, I, I want to present the positive side of all of this. There, there is something ahead, friends, if we could just do it. Like, even Brother Branham had to be encouraged. Press on. Press on. If you can think about it, even the Lord Jesus, who was in the flesh as we are in the flesh, the only difference between him and us is he came direct from theophany to the flesh. We bypassed our theophany. And, and he came to earth, and he's got things in front of him he needed to be ministered to. Up at Mount Transfiguration, here's Moses, here's Elijah, standing there. They're witnessing to him concerning his decease. Saying, you've got to go on the ground, but hey, who's, who's speaking? It's Moses, who the devil is arguing about, where's the body of, of Moses? What's he arguing about? The resurrection. And, and here's Elijah, who also was resurrected. So they're giving him hope, saying, listen, we didn't go. We went by the rapture, but you are the one who's going to allow uh, in, in the future, not just one man, not an Enoch, not just a Moses, not just an Elijah, but a many-membered body collectively will come to a rapture again. If you press on. So I'm trying to encourage you. Let's press on. Let me be a little kinder. Let me be a little better. Let me be, let, let me just live for him. I'm, I'm watching. Right, hey, listen. I, I, I was over in, in, in some of these countries. They don't know a thing about hockey. But I'll tell you what, they got their games too. And there's soccer games going on. You, and I'm going like, I'm sick and tired of watching soccer. And, and, and this player's got a penalty kick, and this one rejoices, and this one does this. And, and, and I'm going, like, this is so temporal. This is so fleeting. And I could say the same thing about hockey. Chasing a little rubber, piece of frozen rubber around the rink, and somebody scores. Somebody's going to score. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. I'll just tell you that right now. It might go into overtime. It might be a lot of happy faces. It might be a lot of disappointed faces. If you win, what do you got, what do you got at the end? Some bragging rights, maybe. If you lose, what do you got? You're going to drown yourself in your sorrows and say, why did I waste my time watching that? Wow. <laughs> I guess you're all here because the hockey game's on tonight, so you're with me. <laughs> oh, Brother Ed, you're so spiritual. No, I'm not. I watch the highlights, too. Okay? So there you can find the highlights. You can look at it. But I just don't, I can't be bothered to waste my time on a whole game or something. Okay, I, I did. Listen, uh, whatever it is, whatever it is. Or if this tape gets out and, I, and somebody says, I saw Brother Eddie was watching, yeah, okay, fine. I haven't gone to a game in a long time. If any man come to me and have not his, hate not in his life, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, intending to build a tower, sits not down first, counts the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it, lest happily he hath laid the foundation, is not able to finish it. And all began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. So I, I just would say, is it worth it? It's absolutely worth it. I, I will say that the, 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 what, what is ahead of us is even better than what's behind us. And I, I, I would, could say much more, and I think I'm going to just stop there because I, I have a lot more I want to get into, but we'll save it for another service. So let's have the musicians come. I, I'm, I'm talking about hidden potential. I, I, many years ago, I went up, a friend of mine is a minister, had a rather large family, and... Uh, up in the Grand Prairie, Dawson Creek area, Dawson Creek at the time. And I'm, I'm there, and, and me and my wife had our firstborn, our, our daughter, and we're just young parents, and we're just nervous, and, you know, and, and, you know, did she bump herself? Did she hurt herself? And, you know, we're, we're kind of watching them. And, well, they just happened to have a few more kids. They'd been through this before. And, and, you know, they had about four or five at that time, I think. At least five, I know that. And, and so at that time, and so all of a sudden, one of the kids is driving this yellow thing in the hallway and crashed 
And there was a big noise and screaming. And we're talking at the table and we're just nervous. And, and I remember Sister Allison's just come, you know, and, and the kid comes around, buries his head in her lap. She's just carrying on the conversation, just stroking his head. And just like everything's fine. And within a few minutes, he just walked away again. And, and uh, that was Andrew Dodd. That was Andrew Dodd. Yeah, that was your dad. Like he just crashed that thing in the hallway, you know, and, and, and he was just weeping and crying. And, 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 you know, who would think he is where he is today? But God saw the potential. Hey, hey, if, if God could see something back then, and, and listen, even Brother Tim confessed, it's awfully strange having my son introduce me and, and close for me. So, Brother Andrew is going with his father overseas to Ethiopia next week. And... God saw something in him, and there was a potential, and thank God he's walking in it. I, I want to, uh, years ago, I, I just thought, you know, I thought of the saints in the dark ages, all oh, they've suffered. I've hardly suffered nothing, and, and, and I says, they've, they've got this, and I, I want to wear a crown too, you know. Well, okay, I, I don't feel like quite like I did years ago. I feel like, okay, I've had enough things, and, uh, but I, I still want to keep pressing on. I, I do, don't you? Oh, man, let's stand together. Uh, what are we going to sing today? I'm giving my life away. If we can start with that. <coughs> Lord, I'm, I'm giving, giving my, my life, life away. Laying it down on the Yeah. 